Traditionally, in the past, your father, your grandfather, it was scary. A lot of pain, a lot of downtime, bloody, a lot of human manipulation, a lot of trauma to the follicles. That has completely changed now. With this technology, it is truly, truly much less invasive. Welcome to the Regenerative Warrior Podcast, Doctor's Edition. One of the fastest growing regenerative medicine and anti-aging podcasts in the world. Each and every Tuesday and Thursday, I talk to the top experts to show doctors how to market, manage, and magnify their practice to help more people and make more money. Each episode is short and to the point without wasting your time with pointless conversation. Learn the skills to be successful without traveling to seminars or paying for expensive consulting fees. Are you ready? Because I am. I'm Dr. Ross Carter, and it's time to start the Regenerative Warrior Podcast now. Two things before we get started. The views expressed by our guests are not necessarily those of Dr. Carter or this podcast. One of our podcast partners has just announced special pricing for our listeners. Wharton's Jelly Allograph for $475 per cc. You heard that right, only $475. White papers are available. This is for a limited time, so act now. Why pay double or triple the price from other providers? To learn more or to order, text your name and the word JELLY, J-E-L-L-Y, to 561-962-1231. Write that down. It's 561-962-1231. On with the show. Hi, this is Dr. Ross Carter with the Regenerative Warrior Podcast. I would like to introduce our guest today. Well, actually, introduce yourself, if you would. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm Dr. Mike Renzoli. Hi. Hi. I am a naturopathic physician, and so I've been in the space of functional medicine, as well as really helping people look good, feel good. I got into the aesthetic medicine end of it. In fact, then became was heavily involved with lasers and body contouring and slimming technologies. Now I've gotten heavily involved with the hair space, the hair market. Hair restoration? Hair restoration. So it's really quite a fascinating thing for people to be conscious and aware of really what's happening with the technology and the science. Now, the only thing I know about hair is where they take a big strip from the back of your head and stick it on the front. Now, has it changed since then? Yes, this is not your father's transplants anymore. (laughs) (laughs) That's good to know. So what has happened in the science of hair replacement or hair technology, I guess? So it has evolved. You remember the old days where you saw people who had basically cornrow look, almost like a doll. It looked very unnatural. It's completely evolved. It's gone from that to, uh, traditionally, that's typically called the strip method, uh-huh. or otherwise known as follicular unit transplantation, or FUT. You ever see a guy like who has the, uh, a scar on the back of his head? What's happening is the doctor would take a scalpel and basically make incisions along the entire back of the donor area in the back of the head and peel the entire scalpel off, dissect all those follicles, and then reimplant them into the front. Hair transplantation, you can liken it almost like you're changing shrubs in your yard from one area to the next. It's really quite simple to think about. It's as simple as that. There's something called dehydrotestosterone. Uh-huh. It's a hormone that for men who have male pattern baldness, that's traditional, not organic, not an autoimmune issue, or not any kind of inflammatory response or any kind of underlying health issue, I guess. metabolic issue going on. Just from typical male pattern baldness, mm-hmm. these receptor sites 
that are on the top of the head, yep. the hormone, the DHT hormone attaches to those follicular receptor sites and they become miniaturized and demunized and then eventually fall out. Is that why we lose our hair? That's exactly why. It's because of this DHT hormone that attaches to the receptor site of the hair follicle. The hairs on the back of the head, the typical donor area, do not have that receptor site. Why? What happens? What's different? Why is an interesting question. The fact of the matter is because they don't have it, yeah. when you use that area as a donor area and you're retransplanted, it'll never fall out ever again. Having said that, even if you have existing hair, it could still, those, your old existing hairs could still fall out, but not the hairs that are transplanted, not the follicles. Not the new ones. Right. Gotcha. So this is why typically best practices of physicians after a hair transplant, they'll put the patient on a DHT blocker. Okay. Is that a supplementation? Or? No, it's typically, it's like finasteride. Which is what? It's a medication gotcha. that blocks that pathway. Okay. So it's a prescription medication. Yes. So they take that to block the right. DHT. That's exactly right. So even after a hair transplant, because to prevent the existing hairs that were there previous from falling out. Okay. So should someone as a preventative measure maybe take it before if they have a history of Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And that could prevent that from even occurring. It'd be very smart to. Problem is once it has happened, once you take that blocker, it's not going to regrow what you don't That's have exactly anymore. Right. So now they use the donor hair or they used to. So there have been advances in this area. So it's gone from the traditional strip method. Intriguingly enough, in 40, almost 50% of the physicians or practitioners in the marketplace today are still doing it with that old school dinosaur method. Wow. So it's gone from that to the next stage of evolution is called FUE, a follicular unit extraction. So it's gone from FUT or old style strip method to FUE, follicular unit extraction. So instead of taking the piece of scalp where you're peeling it off and then under a microscope dissecting it and parsing out all the follicles, these are specific punches. They are extracting devices. Okay. And it's a mechanized device to just take the entire follicular unit. Uh -huh. Every hair follicle is not created equal. Some follicles have one, two, three, or four hairs okay. per follicle. They're naturally occurring clusters. So when you're looking at your hairs, they come out of the root, out of the bulb with one, two, three, or four. They're all, each one of those are different. So these the follicular unit extraction, punch extraction devices, that's where it evolved too. So you don't have to have a big scar. Right. So you can just randomly choose on an intermittent basis, just spaced out properly. So it doesn't, there's no scar there. Right. So that's a lot better. Right. It is a lot better. The big issue with that traditionally has been what's called a high level of transection rate or a loss of graft viability. So these traditional FUE machines, they do so blindly. They're not able to determine exactly the depth of the root. Okay. So a lot of times they cut when you're extracting. Uh. With those machines, you'll extract it above the bulb. Okay. So when you're re-implanting, it dies and falls out. I was just talking, we're at this regenerative medicine conference here now. We were just talking to one of my doctors who's purchasing a machine. And he had a hair transplant a few years ago. 50% of them fell out. And did they use the punch method? Right. They have a high level of transection. Gotcha. So the technology's evolved even further now to have a robotic artificial intelligence where you can actually have a, instead of having a typical three to four loop magnification like you do for traditional hair transplant doctors have, the technology's evolved even further now where it's a 32x magnification with a live feed heads up display. So instead of a machine that you're doing it by hand, you're having advanced software so you can actually see the angle of the follicle beneath the skin. 
Okay. So the reason why you would have a high transaction rate or otherwise known as a loss of viability is because when you're extracting, you'd be extracting it above the root. So we have technology that exists now where you can actually see the angle of the follicle beneath the skin. So does the operator of the machine still have to move it around or is that automatically done? The automatic process of it is, is that you're able to see the exact depth so you'll never have a transaction race. We've eliminated the loss of viability. So the technology exists now where you have a 100% viability, which is a game changer. Sure. Does it take longer to do it in that method? Actually faster. So the technology has also evolved to where it's more automated, faster, easier, user-friendly, yes. Yeah. So in, traditionally to do this really right, You've had to have somebody be highly, highly skilled where it took many, many years. Otherwise, you're going to have a high level of loss. Like usually the doctor would do this procedure? They have or technicians doing the work now. So a technician can use yes, the machine. non-licensed. And actually get a great result because the machine is basically directing where it goes? That's exactly right. So it's really exciting because now you don't have to be uh, so highly experienced. You can have a brand newbie person and immediately deliver tremendous quality, amazing results consistently. So that's a game changer too. So what's it like for a patient? So a patient comes in and you explain this type of machine. What is the patient really, what's the experience? Yeah, what's that like? Traditionally, in the past, your father, your grandfather, it was scary. A lot of pain, a lot of downtime, bloody. Even my older brother, he had typical experience with hair transplants. You come out of that and you have a lot of downtime. You come out with your whole head wrapped like a mummy. It's just, it was a traumatic experience, traumatic for the follicles. A lot of human manipulation, a lot of trauma to the follicles, yeah. lot high levels of loss of viability, traditionally. So now, even if you know somebody, if you ask somebody, hey, have you ever had, you know somebody's had a hair transplant, what was your experience like? A lot of times it was painful. A lot of times it was scary, a lot of anxiety. That has completely changed now. With this technology, it is truly, truly much less invasive. Now, they numb up the area, correct? Yes. How long is a typical procedure? How long does it take for someone? About four hours. Typical case, four, four and a half, maybe five. So it's an all-day procedure? Half a day. Okay. Is it multiple procedures or do you do it one time? So traditionally in the past, anyone getting hair transplant, it was a process. It was a multi-phase approach. There's so much trauma, you're only able to do it in small pieces at a time. So if somebody's doing a full-blown hair transplant, typically you'd have to wait almost a year in between those very invasive procedures. Uh -huh. So now you can do a lot more follicles in a much shorter period of time. So typically you can do, say, 2,000, 2,500 grafts in one day. If you need more than that, you can do it the very next day. And what about how much hair are you really taking from, say, the back or wherever they take the hair from? Is it something that's noticeable? The technology exists in the marketplace now. You have software. You can actually see the total number of donors per square centimeter. Typically, in an average person's head, it's about 100 to 120,000 hair follicles total. In the back of the head is typically 14 to 18,000 total hair follicles total that exist. Okay. Of those, you can take up to 50%. As a donor, you can take up to seven to 8,000 hair follicles and not see any cosmetic difference. And how much does it take to... Well, I so guess the average case is yeah. around 2,500 hair follicles. So That's there's still it. plenty more, yeah. Oh, and that fills it in enough. It doesn't have to be a huge full head, but just enough to make it so it's not apparent that they're losing any hair. 
So during a consultation, typically with this advanced technology, you'll be able to see exactly, depending on what kind of density you want, you have a full density look, you have an optimized density, which is a little less, or a camouflage density. So these are the three different, it's an art and a science to really get this. So you've got different phases, different levels that you can attain. And if you're at one level, you can obviously go up to a different level if you want to improve it. If you want to improve your density, if you want to have even more hair follicles. Now, what's the downtime for a patient after the procedure? There is no downtime. None. Zero. Zilch. Zip. So what can a patient do after the procedure? I mean, how long till they can wash their hair or something like that? When I say no downtime, you can go immediately back to your activities. You just, initially, you just don't want to cause excessive sweating. And you cannot also even wash your hair. So you get complete instruction. You can't, quote unquote, wash and scrub your hair for 12 days. You clean it with simple saline. It's very simple. It truly is much, much, much less invasive. Just to give you an idea, traditional strip method, you're losing typically 120 cc's of blood. That was typical. Traditional FEUE, you're losing 60 to 7 cc. So just to give you a kind of, you know, for the average person listening to this, a test tube is 10 cc's. So traditional old style strip method, you were losing 12 of those, wow. 12 test tubes worth of blood. That's how much now that it evolved with traditional FUE to lose six or seven test tubes full of blood. Now with this most advanced robotic hair transplant, it's only um, less than one. It's like six to eight cc's of blood, which is nothing. So it's pin drop. That's why it's much less trauma, much less invasive, much less pain. You can go right back to your daily activities. It's just evolved. The technology has really evolved. So this is another reason why 60% of all men say their number one aesthetic concern is hair loss. There's 100 million people in the United States alone that have hair loss needs. The market is just explosive because of the advances in technology like we're speaking about here, as well as, you know, more than ever, we're living longer, we're working longer. So what does that mean? A guy or even a woman feels very subconscious. They don't want to look like a used car. They want to look shiny and new. So they're doing, they want the executive edge, right? Don't we all? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. As long as they possibly can. I agree. Sorry for the interruption again. To find out more about this speaker, become a speaker on our show, have Dr. Carter present at your event or podcast, learn more about coaching, consulting, tissue allografts, exosomes, supplements, legal help, or how to create a million-dollar business card and dominate your area, we're here to help you. Just text your name and any question to 561-962-1231. Write that down. That's 561-962-1231. Or go to our website at drrosscarter.com to learn more. Don't forget about our current $475 Warden's Jelly Special. On with the show. Even more excitingly, there's an approach to science. We're in the regenerative medicine space too. We're marrying robotic technology with biologicals. It's called the biobotic approach to hair restoration. So for those of you who are listening, or if you're in the regenerative medicine space, you know, any major university has a regenerative medicine stem cell component to their research. So this is the future of medicine is really right now. This is exactly what's happening specifically for the hair patient. What has been the uh, standard or what's most common 
is using PRP, as you know. Just like injecting it into the head with them. Right. The patient's own blood spun down to concentrate the growth factors and then re-inject it back into the head. That's good, and it certainly causes hair regeneration. What it does, basically, those growth factors are waking up those senescent follicles, so anything that's... You're stimulating it into the growth phase, right? Into antigen. Mm -hmm. So next generation, though, is truly biologicals. So now what stem are you doing? Cells. So you're taking a stem cell or a placental or any of these type of things? Well, I happen to be uh, partial to placentally derived as opposed to bone marrow right. or fat. So you would take placental cells and then incorporate this with the transplant? We have developed very specific protocols. The standard has been raised from where we were, now combining a robotic approach to and adding the biologicals. As you know, regenerative medicine is super exciting. It's helping so many people. I've seen so many cases where people have chemotherapy. Or I know there's one woman I was just talking to yesterday, for instance. She's a physician friend of mine. She dyed her hair. All her hair became completely destroyed. It was a mess. She used the biologicals alone without even the transplant. And it completely just within six weeks completely regrew her hair back. So that's basically the next phase. You've taken robotics and then biologics, and you've combined them together to get the best results. Yeah, so it's really exciting because you know what? Little do people realize when people don't have hair, our culture is defined by hair. Our concept of what is beautiful is enveloped in having lustrous, gorgeous, beautiful hair. A man's sense of virility, yeah. his confidence, a woman's feeling of beauty is encompassed with her hair. When you're able to sincerely help people, who have emotional feeling of uh, lo loss of confidence or self-esteem because their hair has fallen out or it's lost or it's demonized, there's no better way to sincerely help people than the, with hair. Not only that, the market is exploding. It's gone 67% in the last two years alone. And tell me what that means based on what? The amount of people that are wanting the procedures? Yeah, that's right. Okay. So a 67% increase. Yeah. So if you go to, for instance, you know, the ISHRS, the International Society of Hair Restoration Surgeon, which is like the gold standard in terms of um, research. Yeah. They were just publishing this themselves. So it's growing 67% in two years. So it's exploding. So and the reason for that is because of, number one, people are conscious of the advances in medicine, as well as for the reasons we were just talking about, the need is there. So if a doctor who is potentially interested, let's say they're doing biologics right now, and they're like, you know, I'd love to get into the hair space. A lot of them are probably already doing PRP with the right. hair. And so how would someone incorporate a new system into their, is it a complicated process? Does it take a lot of time or money? Or what is the process to incorporate a robotic machine for hair? It's absolutely fascinating. You know, you can, our company actually has a turnkey package. You can go into your company. Tell me about that. We're shining the bright light of advanced medical science onto anti-aging. We have a family of medical devices. I'm a naturopathic physician, as you know, but I've been the distributor now for advanced, non-invasive medical devices. I have served many hundreds of physicians. I am blown away by the ability to help people with hair, though. It's the single individual way of helping people that just has very dramatic results. And also, on top of that, for a physician looking to add extra cash, there's no single better return on your investment. The case averages for this is twelve to $14,000. Doctors do it differently. You can either charge per follicle, which is in the neighborhood of six to $8 nationwide. Call it $6. The average case is around 2,000, 2,500 hair oh. follicles. 
So the numbers add up really, really quick. And the doctor is not doing the work. That's what I was going to say. So the doctor basically outsources it to an assistant who's trained on how to do this. And how long does it take for a person who's never done it to be trained on how to do it? Well, initially, the three-day training, two to three-day, depending on... Is that local to them, or is that at a... a, We have a training center here in Orlando, Florida. Okay, so they would come to Orlando. We have basically a hair hospital here. They'll be learning how to get trained, because we do a lot of procedures there. So basically, a doctor could send his assistant here for a three-day training, and then they come back a little ninja, and they can do hair. Well, how it works is, initially, what we recommend is, say you take a case of 2,000 hair follicles, right? A $12,000 case. You tell your patient, I'm going to give you a nice discount. Well, they're going to learn all, really, these assistants, those technicians. And by the way, they don't need to be licensed. It's all under the doctor's license, obviously, sure. which is an amazing thing because now you can duplicate yourself and clone yourself. And we have doctors, who, they start with one, and then they get another and another right. and another. Because they don't actually have to do the actual work. And... All the other procedures that a doctor is spending all his time on, whether it be a plastic surgeon doing tummy tucks and lasers, fillers, the whole nine yards, all of that, what we've seen over and over and over again, Ross, is the all those procedures, just from a purely financial perspective, is the ROI of your time and energy focus is with hair. The more you look at hair, the more fascinating it becomes. In fact... Any hair transplant provider, typically it's more lucrative to do that than plastic surgery. Really? Yes. So what happens, a lot of doctors will wind up doing less and less and less of everything else. Right. And they'll focus on the the, the cash cow here. It's just crazy. The other thing is this, really fascinating and interesting to just think about. If you're doing aesthetics and somebody has, say, body contouring or weight loss or whatever, you've seen those patients how many times? For those of you who are in the weight loss world, how many times are you seeing that patient over the course of, say, uh, a few months, couple of months, you may see them 12, 15 yeah. times, right? And it's typically, what, 3,000, 4,000, right? Some of purely financial, this is a typically 12,000, 14,000 one day. And this specific software where you're able to show the patient even remotely. So we teach our doctors exactly how to do these consoles because not everybody is used to doing $14,000 closes. A lot of doctors are but not everybody. So our consultation is very specific. So we really polish them. In fact, during the consultations, our team actually does the consult for the doctor for the first few remotely. It's all done remotely. The patient doesn't even have to come in the office. They can email their pictures of their head and our software shows the patient exactly what they're going to look like. And there's no guessing. So you know the exact number of hair follicles. Now you said the training for the assistant who's doing it is a three day. How does the doctor get trained on how to run this type of business if they're new to it. Well, our training is also done online. So you have an online course? Yes. Or, so you have that. So the doctor can train online, basically get the knowledge. The, the assistant comes do. down to Florida, yes. comes to warm uh, Orlando, <laughs> and exactly. learns how to do all that. That's fascinating. So we have doctors flying in from all over the world. Truly, this is the new standard of hair restoration. When you're combining the most advanced technology I didn't go into it. There's another part of the technology where you're actually, we have a 36X magnification. Yes. So you can see beneath the skin. So this is why you're able to see the angle of the follicle beneath the skin. There's zero loss, 0% loss, zero human error. And also you don't have to be highly trained. You can have just somebody who's steady with their hand or has got a sense of design and flair because they're creating new hairlines, but you can be a brand newbie and deliver excellent results. So it's quite fascinating. As a doctor, you could be 
not even considering even thinking about hair when you woke up this morning and then by the end of the day you can realize this is a, you're crazy not to do something like this how much room does this. it take to put this into your practice you just need a tiny room just a regular that's it normal room right yep when you sign up how long does it take for someone to get up and running and get going so we actually drive patients in the door we're actually offering the doctor the first 40 leads or alternatively if it doesn't have anybody who's tracking down those leads making those appointments for the consults it's eight guaranteed consults. Basically, the lease payment is $750 a month. So the return on the investment is just off the chain here. $750 a month to get a $12,000. If you get one patient a month. It's a good return. You think? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, somebody who's even listening. So, you know, it, we all need to make a living. You and I both know we're in this regenerative medicine space and we're helping people. It is so beautifully rewarding. Yeah, I agree. So, you can very quickly integrate this right into your practice. I don't care if you're a startup. Yes, you need to have a medical collaborating, supervising sure. position. It's a really great, perfect time to jump into this. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Please subscribe to be notified of all new episodes and also like and share this to help us grow. To find out more about this speaker, become a speaker on our show, to have Dr. Carter present at your event or podcast, learn more about coaching, consulting, tissue allographs, exosomes, supplements, legal help, or how to create a million-dollar business card to dominate your local area, we're here to help you. Just text your name and your question to 561-962-1231. Write that down. That's 561-962-1231. Or you can go to our website at drrosscarter.com. That's D-R-R-O-S-S-C-A-R-T-E-R.com to learn more. Until next time, this is Dr. Ross Carter signing off.